Welcome to Mastering La Vida, your podcast review. I'm your host, Sue. You can now start following us on Instagram, hashtag Mastering La Vida. Let us know what you think about the podcast. You guys can comment and also make suggestions for our next episodes. Welcome back, everyone, to Mastering La Vida. On this third episode, I wanted to talk about yoga. As I mentioned in my previous episode, I started yoga full about a year ago, and I initially went to a class because I was suffering from lower back pain, and my doctor recommended it. I had two C-sections when I had my kids and I got the epidural injection both times. So I think I'm positive, I'm like almost 100% positive and sure that my pain started after the baby. So I just tied that together and for me, I think my pain started because of the epidural injections I had. I know that a lot of people think that this is not linked and that a lot of doctors are coming up saying that the epidural injection has nothing to do with lower back pain, but there was nothing else that I did in the past that it will promote that pain that I had specifically in my lower back. So I do believe that my pain came after the epidurals and I basically had my babies like one after the other one. They're only almost a year and a half apart from each other. So that was pretty close to that time so everything happened so fast and before I had my firstborn I didn't have any issues at all with my back. That being said I will go into the part where I started doing exercises. I've changed a little bit like my hips got a little bigger and even though I had a c-section I did feel like my hips did span a little bit. I I was not really happy with my body after the baby, so I was trying to find workouts and things to motivate me to lose the little weight that I have gained and being active because I've, I've always been a super active person. I, I've been dancing almost all my life and that part of being really active, I was really missing it a lot. So I found a heat class that I was going through with a friend. She was super good and I started losing the baby weight and I was actually feeling more motivated and that actually you know stand up pretty good shout out to my friend Melissa I met her when we were um, stationed in Germany and she was just amazing she helped me and I know she mentioned a lot of times that I needed to change what I was eating, but at that time, I wasn't ready to make that commitment. I wasn't really making any diets. I was just doing exercise. But my main point with this is that I have tried many different exercises through my 36 years of life, and none of them have fulfilled me so powerful as yoga. So I guess my question will be why? Why yoga? And to tell you a little history, yoga originated in India and is now practiced in various forms around the world. There is scientific data to prove that yoga has the capacity to change and improve your brain. It will help you with depression, it will reduce anxiety, it will increase resilience and help with mindful attention. So you probably think, how can this exercise do all this? The answer is that yoga is not only a physical exercise. And I would like to say that because I know that a lot of people go to the gym or goes to find workouts and only think about something physical, something to lose weight, something to make your body strong, to shape your body or to get muscle. But yoga is not only that. I'm not saying that it is not a physical exercise because it is a physical exercise, but yoga is the union 
of body, breath, and mind. For you to fully be capable of doing yoga, your body needs to be connected to your breath. Your brand needs to be connected to your mind. Only when this connection is done in a flow, body, breath, and mind, then you can achieve yoga. Like I mentioned on my previous episode, I took an online certification last month in India. I originally planned to take it in person in Hawaii, but because of COVID-19, everything was canceled. So I decided to let's just go online and I came across to an authentic Indian yoga school from Rishikesh, which is the capital city of yoga. Correct me if I'm saying it wrong. I did not feel comfortable before taking an online class because I didn't feel like I had enough experience for me to be able to just follow someone in the computer. I feel like I was needing someone to be there physically with me and help me stretch and help me get to the level where I should probably be as a teacher. But to be honest with you, I feel like I will be able to achieve that once I start practicing more and more and more. It's just going to take me longer to get to where I want to be. But it's not a matter of I'm not doing it. It's a matter of time and practice. So I'm not really concerned about it. But I did want it to go in person for the class because I'm really looking forward to those days for being away and following the meditation and yoga and everything together, you know, in a place like Hawaii was going to be amazing. But because of everything that is happening with the COVID-19, I really didn't want to just leave it at all. It's just canceled. I wanted to do something with my time. And as I mentioned before, I didn't want to be stuck at home doing absolutely nothing. So for me, taking this class and being able to find some amazing teachers in India, I was extremely grateful for all that. During my journey through school, I learned many techniques. We learned about the body's anatomy, meditation, mantras, and pranayama, which are breathing exercises. I would love to share everything that I learned, but I really want to focus just today on yoga. I want to put all my attention into it because this episode is only about yoga. But in the future, I will be providing you guys with other things that I have learned through the classes that I took in India and everything that I have experienced after the class. The founder and guru of the school gave us several classes. And in one of those classes, he asked us why we were taking the class. What was our purpose on taking yoga certification? He mentioned that you're doing yoga because it makes you strong, because you want to have a great shape, because you want to lose weight, or simply because you like it. You are not there for the right reason. And that stuck into my mind because I started thinking, I know I started yoga because of the benefit that it provided to my body and my lower back and all the pain that I was in. And since it was taking away my pain and I didn't feel pain anymore, it was great for me. But somehow yoga had brought purpose into my life. I have taken different approaches in life because of my practice. I can control my mind. And by doing so, I have started to love and respect myself even more. And when I say this is that now that I know how this works, I know how to mentally be able to listen to my inner voice and pay attention to when it says shut up you shouldn't said that instead of just letting my mouth go running and just saying things that I was gonna regret 
regret later on what I was saying. And that is a level of consciousness that all of this practice bring into your life. You know, I feel like I finally knew my answer. In all those days that I was in class, I started meditating and thinking about what was my answer towards the guru's question. And I finally knew my answer. I wanted to become a yoga certified teacher because I wanted to help others achieve the same level of consciousness I was achieving. I wanted to share with the world how yoga had changed my life. And I know that yoga is not holding a pose, it's becoming that pose. And it took me more than a year to understand that all this was connected, that it wasn't only just a physical exercise, that I needed to connect my breath in every single pose that I was achieving in order for it to work, that I needed to provide meditation to my daily class, that I needed to control my breathing through pranayama and those breathing techniques in order for it to transform it to work together and that was the way to achieve yoga so it's a lot of steps and I know that for someone that is starting or just starting it could be a little complicated it can be a little frustrating it could be like oh but I can't stretch or I can't do those poses that are really hard for me and I understand because I've been there I've been in that class where I'm the only one who is completely lost and everybody else is following the teachers so I know that sometimes it's hard. But to the positive part of it, if you start a class where everyone is a beginner and everyone is at the same level, you're not going to get the same level of commitment. And not everybody is the same. I'll say that. But for me, it was like a push. It's like, I want more. I want to get there. I really want to do everything. And back in those days when I started yoga, I wasn't even applying any of the breathing. I know many of you have been in the same position as I was. And that transformation was amazing for me. A single step into yoga class begins a transformation journey into the best word that unites your body, your mind, and your spirit. Yoga is the unity of the consciousness in the heart. I will say this straight up. I am not a guru. I am not perfect. I still make many mistakes. But now I reflect, I meditate on those mistakes. And most of the times, I come across solutions. Whenever I face stressful situations, I can control my breathing and redirect my attention using my mind. This is how you become aware that everything you are learning in your practice is being reflected in your life. Because when you are faced to problems that we all have, you're not resolving the problems the same way you used to do before. You're not screaming. You're not fighting. You're thinking more conscious now of the things that you're going to do in order not to have those regrets I used to have before. Now, whenever I'm upset or something is bothering me, I don't explode like I used to before. Now I think. And with that, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to fight with someone because unfortunately there's been people in my life where I don't feel like I should have a connection because they bring negative things into my life because there's nothing positive about the relationship with them and I have cut them completely from my life but I didn't fight with them I didn't do any of the things I wouldn't done before the other me wouldn't just scream at them or tell them go to hell or all this stuff and and now I just don't do it that way but I think more straight I, I just think what is the solution to 
this? What can I do? Because every time I'm in front of this person, it just brings me negative. It makes me feel really bad. So what is the solution to this? I just cannot surround myself with it anymore because it's not positive. And maybe that person is feeling the same way I do. And I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable either. So now it's a different approach. I didn't fight with them. It's not that I don't want to deal with the problem. Because if I knew that there was a way to solve something, I would probably attempt to fix it. But some things in life, from my perspective and from my opinion, are not worth fighting it. You need to pick your fights, right? That was not going to be a fight where I was going to be a winner because either way, it was going to end up bad. <laughs> so you got to know where to step out. And that level of that level of consciousness, that level of knowing exactly what you have to do didn't come out before. It didn't come out before I was reckless or just impulsive. It didn't come out before. So I am, in a way, changed a lot. And and I could tell that too. I'll tell you a little history. We were in my aunt's house for 4th of July. It was not a lot of people because of the quarantine. It was just close as family and it was a little barbecue. Everybody was taking their distance as well. Me and my husband went there and uh, my cousin came out with some drinks and he wanted to do shots. In the past, I used to drink a lot too. I used to go party really wild. That was before the kids and the marriage. So my cousin knew that, you know, at a certain level of my life, me and him were in the same spot. We used to just go party, take shots, get drunk, do it all. <laughs> and it was great. Back in the day, I had so much fun. But now it, it is not fun for me anymore to get drunk. And well, he looked at me and he was like, oh, come on, let's take some shots. Because it was my brother's birthday as well. His birthday is on 4th July. And he was like, let's take some shots and come on. And that night she's look at him and I'm like, I, I'm just... I'm just not, I'm not willing to do it. I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. And there's not, there's nothing you can do or say that is going to change that because now I can say it. If I don't want to do something, I just don't do it. And he looked at my husband and he told him that my cousin is not the same person anymore. And at certain level, like if you tell someone that, that wouldn't make you feel bad, right? Like someone's telling that you changed, but it just inspired me even more. I came home and I was like, wow. I am so grateful that I am not that person anymore. I have changed. And, and humans are definitely an evolution. We're not meant to be the same person when we were 10, that when we were 15, we're not meant to be the same person. We are meant to evolve and change. And I was really inspired for what he said, and I never took it wrongly. I'm actually super happy that he said that because it made me realize and it made me think that I am not that person anymore. And I was grateful that I didn't want to get drunk. <laughs> and I was happy. I still had a good time. I still see some of them, you know, spend some time with them. But I'm not that person anymore. And I don't have to be. And I never feel so powerful as to say, no, I don't want to. And didn't do it. I didn't feel pressure. I didn't feel anything. I was totally 100% in control of myself. So with that, I just wanted to give you a little heads up of where I'm going with all this. Sadhguru is one of the gurus that everybody can find on YouTube. He's really popular in India. He said that yoga is not about becoming superhuman. It is about knowing that being human itself is super. What a great comment to say. 
I did not have to review yoga like I do with other episodes because yoga has proved itself for many years. Today, more than 2 billion people around the world practice yoga because it works. And to end this episode, I will leave you all with a reflection. Most of us consider it a luxury to take time to retreat from the outer world and be able to practice some exercise, have some personal space, to be able to meditate or to have time for a vacation. This is promoted as a blessing for the chosen few, when in reality it's a necessity for all of us. Make sure you don't leave only to work. Find a balance because this is only one life, guys. If we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't love ourselves, we don't get another chance. Let's find a balance, guys. Let's find a balance because time, as we have reflected more than ever with everything that is happening around the world, time changes fast and things change fast. So make sure we're looking for something good. Do something good for your body, for your health, for yourself. Take care, guys, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, for coming back. And if you find there's something good in here, don't forget to share it. You don't have to share the podcast, but you can share the words. Share the advice. Do something good for someone else because you don't know if that person really, really, really needs to hear it today. Don't forget to be kind, compassionate, and most important, don't forget to love yourself. Bye.